Welcome to the United and Resilient podcast, designed to heal and support the El Paso community. My name is Carola Muñoz de Cote, Outreach Coordinator for the El Paso United Family Resiliency Center, a program of the United Way of El Paso County. I am glad to be your host today. Our mission is to help those who have been affected by the tragic event that occurred on August the 3rd. We invite you to join us in our efforts to achieve long-term recovery by engaging in honest conversations with local leaders, mental health specialists, and other residents of El Paso who will share their stories and knowledge. We cover various topics that have an impact in the well-being of resilience of our community. We are El Paso United, and together we heal. Juntos, sanamos. An American teenager could spend 31 hours a week watching TV, 17 hours listening music, 3 watching movies, 4 minutes reading magazines, and 10 hours online. That's about 10 hours and 45 minutes of media consumption a day. The American Psychological Association estimates that teens are exposed to 14,000 sexual references and innuendos per year on TV. Body dissatisfaction is common for teenage girls and it's associated with dieting and unhealthy weight control behaviors. In this episode, we will talk about self-image, self-esteem and how it is related to mental health. Also, we will talk about some strategies to build resilience and how to create a more positive experience about body image. Please stay connected in this conversation. You are now at the United and Resilient Podcast. Let me introduce today's guest. She is Janet James. She's the newly crowned USAM Mrs. Texas 2024. She is a licensed professional counselor supervisor owner of Align Empowerment. She provides mental health in-person therapy services to active duty Army soldiers at Fort Bliss. She holds a Master of Sciences degree in counseling for mental health from the University of Phoenix and has over 10 years of leadership experience. Through her diverse service in nonprofit and for-profit agencies, she has earned considerable experience serving victims of trauma with much of her focus being on military, veteran populations, and women-specific issues. Try out her career. She has received distinguished awards that recognize her for her level of integrity, collaboration, and excellence within her field. Janet enjoys reading, hiking, exercising at the gym, Latin rhythm dancing, acting, and most recently, modeling. She's also a producer of self-help videos that she posts to benefit and inspire others. Pageantry is a passion that fosters her belief that everyone is deserving of a crown. Welcome, welcome, Janeth. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here. And what about if we start to talking about um, this 
self-esteem, a positive body imagine with define a little bit the terms. How can we define self-esteem and positive body image? Yes, of course. I think that it's, it's very important to make a difference between three terms actually, which would be your self-esteem, your body image, and also mental health. So when we talk about body image, we are referring to the perception that you have, right? The perception that you have about your body how you see, how you think that you look to others in the world, internally and externally. When we're referring to your self-esteem, right? We're referring to the connection that you have with yourself in mm -hmm. respect to the world, to others, internally and also externally. So when we take a look at your esteem, right? We're taking a look at your thoughts, the way you feel, the way you look in retrospect, right? All of those things combined that you create a, a perception, right, of who you think you are. Maybe not necessarily, right, who you are. Mm -hmm. And of course, all of these two things lead into your mental health because they go hand in hand. The way that I see myself is going to impact, right, the way that I think about myself. My thoughts are going to dictate the way that I see myself, the way that I see the world, and the way that I think the world sees me. Mm -hmm. Why do body imagine and self-esteem matter? So, you know, that's a like a million dollar question. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it is. But what I want to say there is that it matters a lot because it affects everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, we would be here hours talking about that, right? But in simple terms, I mean, it impacts your decision making. Mm -hmm. There are times where if you don't feel good or you don't think you look good, you're going to stop yourself from doing something you really want to do. This leads to distrust internally. It leads to even create problems with feeling unsafe. Mm -hmm. But safety actually starts internally and not externally, right? So we seek mm -hmm. validation from others instead of seeking internal validation from ourselves. It impacts our relationships. Um, it impacts our emotional health, our overall well-being is what I would say. Mm -hmm. What is best, uh, working on accepting our bodies and self-imagine, even when we don't like when we see ourselves on the mirror or trying to change it, using makeup or better dress, plastic surgeries? You know, this is a great question because I'm going to say this very respectfully, especially for those of you outside that maybe have done some kind of procedure. Yes, yeah, not, not just image, right? judgment here. Yes. Judgment-free zone, <laughs> completely. Here's what I want to say. It is a personal decision of a person, right, to do something to their body that's going to change something that you don't like. Mm -hmm. Now, here comes the consideration, okay? We have to understand that there can be both negative and positive consequences of changing our body in some way. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, right, is we'll take, for example, liposuction. Mm -hmm. Right. If I go get liposuction, but I have not changed the way I eat and I have not changed the way that I think. Mm -hmm. Pretty soon I'm still going to gain weight again because I didn't change my pattern of behavior beginning with my thought. Mm -hmm. Same thing, right? If I go get a nose job, I have to have actual preparation emotionally and mentally before I go through that. Mm -hmm. 
surgery, right, has consequences like pain, like discomfort, like inflammation. Mm -hmm. So I want you to understand that any time that you do a change to your body, can it help in a positive way? Of course, mm -hmm. right? It can improve your self-image. It can improve your quality of life, especially if you're doing it for medical purposes. It can definitely boost your self-esteem. It's going to boost your self-confidence, right? It can create different opportunities. That's not a lie. Mm -hmm. But definitely you need yes. a mental work. You have to have the mental work, right? Because mm -hmm. none of those opportunities are created without your own work, right, internally. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go get surgery or you do some kind of procedure, there's actual research behind the different stages that you go through mm -hmm. when you're going to have some change physically done. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In week number one, right, this is where we're thinking, like, what have I done to myself? going to take a look at the mirror and I'm going to see probably bruising. I'm going to see inflammation. The image that was in my head is not the image that is in front of the mirror. Mm. You know, your perception, right? And you're going to hear me talk about that today. Your perception instead of perspective. Perception meaning what I think. Perspective is what truly <laughs> is. Fact, right? My perception changes a lot. And so I'm not prepared sometimes for that. If I don't know that it's going to look different in a mirror than what I think I actually look like right in my head. The mm -hmm. second week after a procedure, I'm going to be nitpicky. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go from this low energy, beating myself up emotionally and mentally to not being nitpicky. Well, it's because the doctor said that he could make my nose right one inch and instead he made it an inch and one fourth. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find everything in my power to not like mm -hmm. what I'm seeing. Because the mind, right, has seen you for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, looking a certain way. Mm -hmm. And now your eyes are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who's this person mm -hmm. in the mirror? I, I don't Take recognize time to you. Yes. It's an adjustment, right? Mm -hmm. And then the third week comes. Maybe by then, right, you're starting to feel a little bit better. You might even think of like, I'm going to go outside. And now what happens? You see your friends, you see your families, and they're like, whoa, what happened to her? Did you mm -hmm. see him? Right? And they have a hard time understanding your change. Some people may accept it. Some people may not. And if you are not prepared emotionally and mentally, you're going to believe, right, whatever that person tells you. Because you're seeking validation. You want them to tell you, like, wow, you look wonderful. And they're going to be like, what happened to you? <laughs> a little bit <laughs> and different. somebody beat you up, right? And you're like, I just mm -hmm. had surgery, right? Or whatever it is that you did. Mm -hmm. And by the fourth week, and this can be from the fourth week to the third month, through the sixth month, depending on the procedure, right? You may hate your results, and I'm going to use that word. Mm -hmm. Or you may love your results. Because if you did not work on your emotional state and your mental state, you're thinking in very black and white terms, meaning that you're very absolute, right? Very rigid. Either I look beautiful or I'm ugly. Mm -hmm. I'm perfect or I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. So we need to be prepared, right, to go in with an open mind, meaning we've got to have that gray area to come into acceptance when you have decided, because it's a choice, 
to somehow enhance your body, right, in some way, either through surgery or a different kind of procedure that could change your body dramatically. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it is work internally in our emotions. And how can we work on truly developing our, our self-esteem? So one thing that I want to bring awareness of, right, is most of the time if you Google self-esteem and you Google how do I improve self-esteem? Okay, the first thing mm -hmm. you're going to see is like, go take a shower or go put on some makeup. Mm -hmm. Talk nicely to yourself. Go to the petty. <laughs> right? Go take, go get a mani and petty. Look, that's great. I'm not saying that those things don't help. But it has to be a combination of everything, right? And, and what mm -hmm. I mean by that is you have to first start acknowledging what are those mental rules that you have somehow brought upon yourself right and so those mental rules that we have were developed since you were a little girl a little boy most of us don't think that we have rules but you do right and what i mean by that is think about what your mom told you when you were a little girl mm -hmm. right my mom used to tell me you better eat everything on your plate because there's kids out there that are yeah. starving <laughs> i'm saying <laughs> and you I better see you eat everything right and maybe my brain was like, dang, like this is a lot of food, like I can't have more. But I was punished for not eating everything. Mm -hmm. Instead of respecting that, my brain and my body were like, we're done, time out. Mm -hmm. Right? Or then you have the opposite. Some of you may have had the mom, right, or the dad that told you like, you know what, baby? Being thin gets you places. So now, all of my life, right, I'm like forced, I'm chained to, I have to be thin. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do everything in my power to be thin. And that might mean strict diets. That might mean not going out with people because I don't want to eat fat food, right? And I, I quote that, fat food. So I want you to understand that there are thoughts that you borrowed mm -hmm. that are not yours. That happened since you were really, really young and that have stayed with you. And then you formed new ones too. So self-esteem work starts with adjusting your rules by beginning the work of balancing them. Creating flexibility around these rules, right? And how do we determine what these rules are? You've got to take a paper and pen. You have to. Cannot mm -hmm. be done in your mind. Mm -hmm. Why? Because there's a real connection, right, to paper and pen, pencil and pen and paper. Mm -hmm. The brain yeah. to the hand. <laughs> yeah, the brain actually connects right to your hand. But how? The reason why is because you're using all your five senses. Your sight, touch, right? Hearing, smelling, tasting. Because in paper, you're going to describe what, not why, what has actually led me to this rule that is leading me to either not eat, to eat, to act a certain way that I don't desire, and even those that act the way that I do. Mm -hmm. Some rules, let's keep them. They're great, right? They're healthy. Mm -hmm. But other rules, and not but, and other rules are not healthy for us. They mm -hmm. definitely are hurting us day in and day out. So self-esteem right, has to be worked first from the mind to target then the feeling to target the body and target our actions. Mm -hmm, definitely. Um, our body imagine, I think you will say yes. 
and self-esteem related to our mental health? Yes. So your body image, right, is definitely related to your self-esteem. And how is it related, right? Earlier we talked about the fact that it impacts your relationships, it impacts your job. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, right? Some of us have to remain in a certain image depending on our job. Mm-hmm. Outside, right, of this podcast, outside of me being a mental health provider in the community, I'm a model and I am the USAM Miss Texas 2024 queen, right? Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> when I think about that, we talked about that earlier, right? The first time somebody approached me to go be a beauty queen, I said, no, guys. I said, absolutely not, because I'm going to tell you very openly, I had a biased image, right, of what beauty was. Mm-hmm. In my brain, I think of beauty queen and I think of Miss Universe. Mm-hmm. I did not see myself as somebody physically beautiful. Do I think internally I'm beautiful? Yes, I actually do, very much so. I am compassionate to myself and to others. I am kind to myself and to others. Am I perfect? No. Mm -hmm. I have moments where I don't do that for myself nor for others because I'm not feeling well. Mm -hmm. But that was the first time that it brought awareness to me that I was biased even though I kept saying that I was not. And a lot of us, we lie to ourselves, right? And we think that we're not biased. And that takes a lot of vulnerability and a lot of courage, right? To be honest with yourself about what image you really see yourself to the world. Mm -hmm. Now, USAM Miss Texas, right? Promotes a pageant where physical beauty is not the principal goal. Mm Does it count? Well, of course, right? But in reality, that pageant system focuses more on your community service and what impact are you going to make? What change are you going to make to the world? Mm -hmm. How are you going to be a motivator? How are you going to inspire others to make a difference? Mm -hmm. And that's why I began, right, my platform of Stop, Love, and Accept Yourself, which stands for SLAY. And it stands for SLAY because I like to slay with my words, with my thoughts, through all these issues that we present, right, that constitute our physical health, our mental health, our emotional well-being, and ultimately that lead you into acceptance of who you are. Acceptance does not mean that you're not going to make a change. Acceptance means you're giving yourself the choice to change, Mm -hmm. to keep what you want, to change altogether, and to remove things that you don't like about yourself. That is the true essence, right, of beginning to change self-esteem is acceptance of who you are, the good and the bad. Constantly. It's a daily work. (laughs) Every single day, every minute of the day. Absolutely. Definitely. I I like uh, in one thing that you said about the the crown is for everyone. The crown could be for everyone. I love that, that statement. Yes. You know, I think so many times, and this goes for men and women, okay? The crown is for everyone. Every day when I wake up, Mm. every day when I wake up, right, I do my very best to make others know, not just feel, know that they have a head on their crown. Meaning that I value, that I respect the differences, right, that exist between another person and myself. Mm -hmm. And by crowning you, I crown myself. I shine brighter the minute that I make you shine too. Mm -hmm. Because a crown, right, what does that really represent? It's more than just a physical metal thing, right, that I carry on my head. 
it represents becoming an inspiration because others maybe don't have hope. Others maybe don't think that there even is help out there. Mm -hmm. And we create change. We are change makers. That's how I see myself, right? The crown is being a change maker. And by telling you that you have, right, a crown every day, you are a change maker first for yourself and then for others. And every single person listening today, male and female, you can do it too. And definitely you are. Thank you. Okay, let's go to a little bit darker place. If we consider that good self-esteem means that you still feel like you are good enough, even you are not dealing with diffic difficult feelings or situations. How can we reconcil reconcile having good self-esteem and negative feelings as a result of our da daily life? Yeah, I think that's an excellent question, right? Because a lot of us, and I'm not exempt, guys. I mean, I'm a human being, right? Yes, sometimes we don't have all the things under your control no. and how to manage. No. We go through challenges. Mm -hmm. We go through really difficult situations, right? And what I want to remind you is that when a difficult situation comes in, very commonly we immediately think that things are never going to change. They're always going to be this way. They're going to forever stay like that right so i'm thinking in absolute terms once again that black and white thinking right mm -hmm. and so what i want to tell you is that any situation truly is temporary and some of you may rebuttal what i just said because you're going to say well temporary this has lasted two years three years four years i get that i do i understand that mm -hmm. what i'm telling you though is that every day even if you're going through a challenging situation for two or three or four years Every day is different. Mm -hmm. Not positive, not negative, different. You get to determine, right, how are you going to label this moment, this day? Is it going to be positive? Is it going to be negative? Is it going to be challenging? What labels are you going to really give? And that goes back right to what I shared earlier, the famous word of perception versus perspective. On paper, I have to actually determine, right, what is really happening? Not what I think is happening, right? And I've got to determine the reality of my situation and not the lies that I tell myself about my situation. Mm -hmm. That is what helps me keep a grounding and keep balance because I'm focused on this minute, this moment, right? We call that mindful thinking. Mm-hmm. When I don't live in the future and I don't live in the past, I live in this second, this moment right now because that is what I have. Cap compassionate too. Yes, compassion. right? That's mm -hmm. being compassionate to myself. Mm -hmm. That's holding kindness for myself to mm -hmm. understand that if I'm sad, it's okay to be sad. I just don't have to marry the idea that I have to be sad forever. Mm -hmm. This commonly happens when we've lost someone or lost something because we almost feel guilty or shameful for feeling happy mm -hmm. because I'm supposed to, right, quote, unquote, feel a certain way. We let society sometimes dictate, others dictate how we're supposed to feel, look, think. Mm -hmm. You've got to be brave enough, right, to stand up for what you believe for yourself. Really, and talking about the, that pressure, how are social media and social in general and peer pressure affecting younger generations when they are constantly seeing perfect bodies, 
perfect faces, in perfect locations, in Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, TikTok. Yeah, so let's bring up, right, the, the elephant in the room because social media, my goodness, it's so vast. You named a lot of different social media services. Mm -hmm. But let's start here, okay? I'm not saying everybody, so please don't think everybody, right? But a vast majority of what you see on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, they're lies. Mm -hmm. This is why you call people that do YouTubes, right, and do TikToks influencers. The biggest influencer in the room, hear me out, okay? The biggest influencer in the room is the person who allows for influence versus the person who influences themselves. Mm -hmm. What does an influencer do, right? They observe. They look at patterns, they look at, you know, different standards of what's going on in the world. They take it and they run with it. And mm -hmm. we're sitting there hours scrolling endlessly, right? So what's going on in the brain? I'm feeding certain images to my mind. Mm -hmm. The problem is that we don't think of how many times it took that influencer, right, to create the perfect image, to create the perfect environment to create, right, this world that many times is scripted, and I'm going to use this word, guys, manipulate it. Mm -hmm. I'm no longer influencing you. I'm manipulating you to believe that you need to have my life, mm -hmm. that you need to be me to be successful, that you need to look like me in order for you to grow and have this life. I'm pretty sure you've heard it yourself, right, that kids nowadays are like, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up. Oh, yeah, I hear that <laughs> right? more than one time. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm not saying there's something wrong with that. Mm -hmm. What I am saying, right, is if you want to be a YouTuber, you want to be a YouTuber for you. Mm -hmm. Not because you want to be like that person that you just saw on YouTube, right? You want to be your own persona. Now, remember, people on there, they're going to have their best pictures. Mm. They're going to have their best videos, if you take a look at sometimes when they are vulnerable, right, and they post how they achieved this image, my goodness, they spend hours, right, to create the perfect image that you saw that's followed by millions of people. Yeah. And actually yeah. the editors, the Photoshop, and yes. a lot of software that exactly, they use right? in Filters. addition. Filters, yes. Mm -hmm. filters photoshops now here's what i want to say right the consequence to this is a famous word that we all know comparison mm -hmm. not just kids not just teens adults do it too right we compare ourselves physically emotionally mentally financially to others yeah. i want that home the problem is that when your mind right hears i want that you're automatically bashing what you have because we stopped our train of thought with I want that instead of saying I want that and I'm happy with what I have. Mm -hmm. I want that and I accept what I have right mm -hmm. now. But that's not what we do, right? We do what I just did, but, B-U-T. If mm -hmm. we use the famous word but, which you know sometimes I have to catch myself, that's why you hear me in the podcast saying no, not but, and. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm dismissing myself. I'm dismissing who I truly am at this very moment. Mm -hmm. I lose my awareness to be mindfully aware of who I am right now, 
this minute, this moment, and I fall off the wagon from acceptance. What could be the consequences or be constantly exposed to these unrealistic lifestyles on social media, talking about mental, mental health? So there's a lot of consequences, right? When we fall off that bandwagon that mm -hmm. we call it. Now, the first one is that we set unrealistic expectations for ourselves because mm -hmm. I want to be that person, right? I want to look like this person. I want to be them, talk like them, smell like them, etc. Can be start trigger the anxiety yes. and or a little bit of depression. I wouldn't say a little bit, a lot of it, right? A lot of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk mm -hmm. about for a moment, right? The symptoms of depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, people think like I'm really sad. Well, why are you sad? Because I don't look like that person. Because I don't live that life. Mm -hmm. So sadness is one symptom of depression. Mm -hmm. Right? In depression, we're experiencing a sense of hopelessness, a sense of helplessness. We don't longer do the things that we used to do before. We don't even have the motivation to do it. We may oversleep. We may not sleep at all. We may overeat or not eat at all. Mm -hmm. For our youth and here in the El Paso local community, a lot of youth, right? Mm -hmm. have resulted in attempting to take their lives and suicidal thoughts and thinking that it would be better off if they didn't exist and thinking that they would be better off right, if they weren't in this world. Mm -hmm. So the consequence can be very severe. And it can be very severe because that then spills over into anxiety right? where I'm worried continuously. I'm hyper-focused on going into this life. I'm going to do anything that I can do. Mm -hmm. to get there that's going to cause me to put myself at risk that's going to cause me to distrust myself right or fall into the hands of people that are going to wrong me and hurt me mm. now in turn right with anxiety i feel keyed up i feel like i have to run away i feel like i have to escape that can lead into drug use that can lead into alcohol use that can lead into using substances to lose weight or to gain weight right mm -hmm. Now, equally, because my mind is thinking in the way that it is, the byproduct can be eating disorders. The byproduct can be social phobia because I don't want to go outside looking the way that I look. Yeah, I, I'm looking better in a, with a, this filter in Instagram, yes. in my social media, but out there I am yeah, real. So if I don't have the filter on 24-7, I don't want people to see me. Mm -hmm. COVID was the perfect storm because it gave us, right, the little face masks. Mm -hmm. So it reinforced a famous word that's coming behind all this, right, which is avoidance. Mm -hmm. I'm going to avoid either mentally, emotionally, physically, the bearing of how I look. Mm -hmm. Because remember, I don't want you to just keep like the perception, right? I want you to gain perspective. What really truthfully is going on internally and externally it can lead into a poor quality of life right it can lead into what we call psychological distress because now i have distress intolerance for example for some person right it could be very acceptable to show anger to show irritation but how dare you see me looking sad feeling less than and it could be flipped so distress creates cortisol in the body, right? Mm -hmm. And cortisol in turn gives every single cell in your body 
the command that we must store inflammation. So mm -hmm. what is inflammation equal to? The storage of fat. Mm -hmm. I want more sugar. I want comfort foods. I want alcohol. I want to smoke. I want all these things that all of a sudden my body's like, I don't know how to stop. Mm -hmm. It's a trickle effect right over and over again. Now, there opens the door for having people-pleasing behaviors. You're going to want to live your life how somebody's telling you, right? That influencer. And the influencer doesn't have to be social media. It could be your parents. It mm -hmm. could be other peers. It could be anyone, really. And this, in turn, right, leads to that comparison we were talking about that leaves you feeling like you have no control over your life. So that, in turn, right, creates what we call rigid boundaries or permeable boundaries where somebody can come in and tell me, how to be, how not to be, how to look, how not to look, what to eat and what not to eat. Mm -hmm. That is the perfect storm, right? The perfect chaos. Earlier when we were talking, before we started, right, this podcast, I shared with you that in 2021, I had had an accident that literally from one day to the other led to me having severe panic attacks because mm -hmm. of food. Mm -hmm. Not because of the accident, because my body, right, to defend itself, started forming food sensitivities and food allergies to foods that to you, to the world, they say are healthy, right? Like salmon, pecans, avocado, mm -hmm. egg. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you Google, right, they're going to tell you, eat all these things because the fad diets, right, tell you to eat it. For my body, that's poison. Mm -hmm. When they removed all of those items, I stopped having panic attacks. I did not know until that happened to me. That a food sensitivity, right, mm -hmm. can create, mimic anxiety and depression in the brain. It can lead to panic attacks, to seizure disorder, to tremendous migraines, even into cancers at times. The, the chemical part of the... Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it causes, right, permeability in the gut, leading into what we know as leaky gut. Mm -hmm. So all of those particles of food, they go into your blood system. So, of course, your body thinks you're poisoned. Yeah. Intoxicated. Right? Into I'm intoxicated. And then I asked the doctor, what led to this? Do you know what led to that? Stress. Mm -hmm. My and amygdala was overstressed. Mm -hmm. Right? And my body's like, we're going to defend ourselves and we're going to do everything to keep you alive. And that even means not accepting things mm -hmm. that are quote unquote healthy for my body. Mm-hmm. And I share this with you guys very openly and vulnerably because had I gone to a regular traditional doctor instead of a functional medicine doctor, I would have probably been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I would have been given medication. I'm not a person who's against medication, right? I'm not. I'm a mental health provider. What mm -hmm. I am saying, though, is you've got to start to know yourself so well mm -hmm. that you notice, right? Did this food just make me feel sluggish? Did this food just gave me energy and I feel peppy and fine? Mm -hmm. Nobody knows you better than you. And that is a way, right, that we need to have that awareness to prevent all these things that I just talked about, right, that are a result of having that poor self-image, of having issues that are causing and feeding that poor self-image. When... The person is suffering from one or more of these mental health conditions. What do you recommend to them? So one thing I want to share, right, is that it's a team approach. Mm -hmm. 
it depends on how far gone somebody is in an issue related to their body image and even to body weight because those are two different things mm-hmm. okay in cases that are severe or you don't know how to manage something, seek a provider, a mental health provider that can help you to determine, right, these rules that I'm talking about that are in your mind. Mm-hmm. We may need to refer you to an actual physical uh, medical doctor, right, to check you physically and make sure that something's not going on that's causing you these issues. Nothing chemical, nothing in Correct. The- you may need a nutritionist. You might need a dietitian. You might even need a personal trainer, right? Mm-hmm. It's a team effort. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't have to begin only there. It can actually begin at home. In home. How a mom, a dad can promote, can encourage and promote healthier body image? Well, first, guys, I'm going to have to tell you, right, that it begins with you. Mm-hmm. You're a model to your children. Even if you don't have children and you're an adult, you are a model to the future of our world. And that begins, right, with us being vulnerable and recognizing our own deficits with our own body image, with our own self-image, period. So we've got to start practicing, right, focusing on teaching our children that our body has functionality, Not that it has to look a certain way or be a certain size. Movement, right? Creating movement. So go outside and exercise together. Go for a walk. Go dancing. Play soccer. Play football. Do something with your child who wants your attention, right? You've got to do better in actually coming into the world. Parents, we want to bring the child to our world. That's just not how the brain of a child works. The brain of the child works because they have their own world. We've got to want to go into their world. That's how we capture their attention, doing things that they like to do. If you have a PlayStation, you have whatever systems are out there for video games, find one that has something with movement, right? Teach that physical activity is part of being healthy. Model positive image, right? You've got to catch yourself. Am I saying something negative? Mm -hmm. How many of us have ever posted, right, as adults, funny videos shaming somebody for the way they look? And here Mm -hmm. we are like, ha, 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 ha. Mm -hmm. Guess what? We all do it, right? But our kids are watching. They -hmm. think it's acceptable to judge someone else, to shame someone else, to guilt someone else. For their weight, for how it looks. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I would encourage you, right, to feed positive statements. If you are that parent that tells your daughter, tells your son, like, hey, you, you're looking a little on the heavy side. Mm-hmm. Or like I mentioned, right, that my mom without knowing would tell me, like, eat everything on your plate. Mm-hmm. We are building, right, these thoughts into their minds. So we have to do a lot better job at focusing on feeding positive comments to them. Encourage, engage in open conversation with them. Don't be afraid to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, if your daughter or your son tells you, Mom, I'm fat, do not be the parent, right? That's going to turn around and say like, oh, no, you're skinny. You're beautiful. Mm. Look, I'm not telling you to not feed that positivity into them. What I am saying is before you say you're beautiful or you're skinny or whatever you want to say, sit down and ask. Help me to understand what's making you say that. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing that I'm not that makes you believe that 
when did this start for you? Mm -hmm. Key questions. Who, what, when, where, and how. No whys. Mm -hmm. If you ask a why, you will shut down your child. Mm -hmm. Whys in the brain feel like they're little jail cells. They feel defensive. Yes, judgment. Mm -hmm. Exactly, right? So catch yourself, right, as well choosing behaviors where you're fostering in your home a healthy environment, right, to either have healthier foods, to have times that you're actually going to eat, not binge eating, right, or not eating at all. Mm -hmm. And overall, pay mindful attention to your child's social media. Really, right, begin to know what are they watching. Sit down with them and have them clean their feeds. Remove anything that does not feed a body positive image for that child. Because you've got to teach them through action how to actually love themselves. Loving yourself is not saying I'm loving myself. Loving myself is a created action, a created effort of a team. And remembering, right, that all of your environment has to really support these changes that you're going to be making. Hmm. Well, you have a little tips, no little, a lot of tips and a lot of knowledge with Janet here. Thank you, Janet, for all your knowledge or your experience, because I know you have a lot of experience, especially right now with your title, yes. you, this uh, U.S. America, it's designed to shine the inner beauty yes and i love that thank you to finish what would you be the last piece of advice you will tell the audience so one of the things that i want to share with you is i want you to remember whether you're a child you're a teenager your father or mother whomever you are that's listening today stop rejecting yourself Stop rejecting the idea, right, that you yourself don't have a crown. Be that person that crowns somebody every day. Become a support. Become that motivation. Be an inspiration. Prioritize your wellness. I mean, there's so many things that we can start to do even right now, this minute, this moment. So many times we overwhelm ourselves because we body shame ourselves or we shame ourselves, period. And we want to do everything at once. Start with one thing, one small thing that you want to change. Mm -hmm. Schedule that change, right, that you want to make for yourself. And be open, be honest about your concerns that you have, even with regards to that change. Because by doing that, right, you will create an internal knowledge, an internal desire to not just build yourself up, but to build others up. The best way that you can build somebody up is not by your words, it's by your actions. Mm. You are a model to others, period. That's true. Well, thank you so much, Janet, for being here today and for sharing your knowledge. Absolutely, and for those of you that you know would wanna ask more questions or you wanna reach me on social media, you can find me on Instagram as J83James, or you can find me on Facebook as Jeanette James. That's J-E-A-N-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E, last name James, J-A-M-E-S. And as USAM, Miss Texas 2024, or as a mental health provider, if you need resources, I would be more than glad to point you in the right direction. I do aspire to be an inspiration to others. And if you just simply want to send a message because this inspired you or in some way it touched you, 
and it made a difference for you, if I made a difference even in one life, then I call myself blessed. So thank you for your time. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. It was created with great care and dedication to provide you with valuable insights into mental health. We hope that you find this episode informative and that it has contributed to your knowledge on mental health. It is important to remember that no problem is bigger than us and we all possess the inner strength to face life's challenges. We just need the courage to identify it, nurture it, and harness its power to enjoy the journey. We hope that this episode has provided some healing and that you feel empowered to face whatever life may bring. Thank you for listening. And remember, together we heal. Juntos, sanamos.